Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's time once again for Closing the Wealth Gap. The one show, maybe the only show that shows you how to close the wealth gap in your own life with the man who's done it for many, our wealth coach himself, Tyrone French. Hey, Tyrone. Hey, everyone. Thank you. Welcome to another episode of Closing the Wealth Gap. I'm your host, Tyrone French. And before I say anything, before we get started, uh, I just want to remind all of our listeners, first of all, thank you for listening to this program. Thank you for your input. Thank you for your suggestions. But I want to remind everybody, um, go to our website, click on that follow button. I also want you, and what, what it does, it just helps out the podcast as far as we know that we're uh, we're putting out relative content. But also what I want you to do is we created this app. It's a mobile app. It's right in your phone. And we priced it based on what we thought people would, based on budgetary constraints and things like that. Um, it's free. I mean, I couldn't bring the price down any lower than that. <laughs> So it's it's a we'll free, pay you to listen. We'll it's, pay a, you to listen. Yeah, it's a free mobile <laughs> app, and all you have to do is just just go to uh, coach at well put it to you like we'll make it simple. If you're on your phone, just text Tyrone French to three six two six zero. If you like text messaging, text Tyrone French to three six two six zero. If you want to just go online, just just go to uh, tyronefrench.coach. TyroneFrench.coach. And if that's too hard to believe or, or to, to remember, just go to CoachTyroneFrench.com. Any one of those, those, any one of those links will get you to that app. Um, the, the articles and the calculators alone are worth the value. So that being said, I also want to let people know that, Hey, look, you know, this, this show is for entertainment purposes only. We're not giving you financial advice. Uh, so don't interpret it as much. If you have like specific questions based on your, uh, your jurisdiction or your area of the country, of the country, seek out a qualified professional, uh, that are licensed, uh, to do business in the area that you, that you locate or that you, uh, that you reside. That being said, um, I'm looking over here and I see this distinguished hmm. gentleman. I think his name is Paul Roberts. I thought you were going to say extinguished gentleman. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. He's still kicking. It's <laughs> still kicking. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I always look forward to the show, as I think your audience does, because you talk about stuff nobody else does, and you get me thinking. And darn it, aren't many things get me thinking anymore here today. I think I know it all, or I think, I don't know. I don't know what I think anymore here. So <laughs> I, I, I'm open. Tell me what you're thinking But you know, fin finance and wealth is... When you're talking about uh, abundance, you're talking about prosperity. You're talking right. about financial aspects. Those are those are results, and a lot of times we forget that abundance is a result. Wealth yeah. is a result. It's something that happened after the fact, and so a lot of this stuff has to do with your mindset. It has to do with with you know your your internal narrative based on how you perceive yourself. But the, one of the number one principles about finance and about accumulating any type of success that we tend not to think about, but we do every single day, is to project. Yeah. You have to project this, uh, an image. And Hollywood does this better Boy, than anybody else. We were talking about beforehand the show here. Yeah. Oh, I, I grew up watching the great John Wayne. That's I'm of that era. My father was to so me, did John I. Wayne. And 
That was a totally manufactured persona. Marion Morrison, this, uh, I, I think he was actually kind of even a sickly little kid, and I may be wrong on that part of the story, but he, he wasn't John Wayne, and he was a football player, and he got The He-Man, yeah. And he started working as a grip, and he started working as a, a stunt double in these early westerns, and because he's a big, burly-looking guy. And somewhere along the way, in the, he did hundreds and hundreds of these B-westerns, these low-budget westerns. Before he came to prominence, I mean, not only Western, but the um, the action, the military, uh, the, the war movies that yeah, he did, right? Tons of war movies, and, and nobody knew who Marion Morrison was. So he came up with this name, John Wayne. I'd have to go look up why he came up with that name. But somewhere along the way, he was smart enough to say, "I can't just be another actor, right? I've got to create my own brand. Yes, I got to create my own way of walking. That peculiar way he threw his hips and right. walked. Uh, that that peculiar way of talking. That yeah, we that draw. I, I can't even imitate it, but we could, we all know it when we hear it. He invented himself, and some would say he turned into that character. Uh, but whatever it was, he, that was not him originally. And you know what? Uh, now people that listen to our show, they know that I'm a, you know I'm a Navy veteran, right. Navy and Army. Um, but the United States Marine Corps, you know, we kind of, you know, if you're in the, if you're a, you're a sailor, you know, we we kind of let loose on the on the Marines, you know. <laughs> They're brothers. We love them, but they're you know they're the little scrunts to us. You know they're the little brothers because they're 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 a subsection of the army. Yeah, right. you know, but the Marine Corps totally took on that that persona of John Wayne. It was so successful for him that they adopted it, became a recruiting poster for them. And John Wayne never served a day no. in the military. No, not one day. Right. So the, you would think you know the greatest hero of his generation wasn't a hero at all he, he played one on television well i mean look at look at carrie grant carrie grant's another one i, I was going to bring that one up uh, even more fascinating the, the ultimate suave guy women adored him men wanted to be just like him yeah he grew up archie leach this poor <laughs> kid with a heavy cockney accent and he totally invented himself along the way and turned himself into this suave character. That's not who he was. You know, we can go on and on, but even when you talk, when you think about like modern day, um, you know, as far as the branding, look at what's going on in Colorado right now with Deion Sanders. Oh, yes. I just marvel. I mean, prime time. Prime time. He did it in football. And yes, he, he was a great player. Great but, player. But he was like Muhammad. Hall of Fame. Hall like, of Fame player. But a great talker and a great you know, trash talker, whatever you want to say. He had a brand, he had an image, and love it or hate it, we all tuned in and watched it. And to this day, I mean, if you look at Colorado's ratings, highest football ratings, oh. they're off the chart. A team that won what? One game last One game year? last year. <laughs> One game last season. So, yes, hype sells, but it's more than hype. It's it's believing in it. I, I think to pull these characters off. They can, have to be believable. You, they have to be believable. I think almost internally, I got to believe like actors have to take on this method acting. You got to really believe it. You got to see it. It's got to be internal. But the it issue, Paul, is be, that you have to want to believe it. You have to be so endearing to these characters that you want them to win. You want them to be that person because eventually you begin to see yourself in that person. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And you begin to mimic that individual, that, that character. Oh, yeah. So, like I said, ha Hollywood has, they, yeah. I mean, they do it better than anybody else. But there's a scripture in the Bible. It says, calling things that are not as though they were. And so another way of putting it is that you're, you're translating or transmitting or trans, um, uh, what is it? Transmuting right. energy into matter. 
Right. You're taking fantasy into reality. Yeah. And it's a process calling things that are not as though they were. Or another way of saying it is fake it till you make it. Yeah, right. Fake it till you. And a lot of people don't like that cliche as far as fake it till you make it. But everybody on this planet has to fake it until they make it. it. You have to internalize it. You have to have the imagination or have the image first before that thing ever manifests itself. I remember reading about Jim Carrey. He, he's dropped off the radar screen, but for a few years, uh, years ago, not that many, he was all over the movies. The crazy man with the rubber face and the comedian, right? Right. And uh, I read early on, he grew up very impoverished. His yes. parents were very, very poor. They were like some traveling hippies or something, and they were always just moving around and very happy but poor, you know. Right. And lived in some rural parts of Canada and stuff. Anyway... Somewhere along the way, he decided, I'm not going to be, the, I'm going to be Jim Carrey. I'm going to be this character. I'm going to become this famous actor. And he wrote himself a check, so the story goes, for $10 million. $10 million. Dollars. Yeah. So kept it all, in his wallet. Kept it in his wallet. We've all heard that story. Yes. Thought, wow. He told that story on the uh, Oprah Winfrey show. Did he? Okay. Yeah. And a lot of people, you know, they looked at him like, they were like, wow. But if you look at his track. Mm -hmm. uh, he started out at the Laugh Factory or the Comedy Comedy Store. Oh yeah, uh, and he was performing with Damian Wayans. Remember well, the Wayans brothers? Well, because he was—that's uh, how he got to f uh, uh, fame first on the uh, Fox show, whose name escapes me now. With Damian Williams as the star of the show, what was that called? In Living Color. Li in Living, in Living Color. Color. Yeah, right. And so the, the, it goes back to wanting to do something, but then all of a sudden those connections start to form. Yeah. He would have never been on In Living Color had he not met Damian Wayans. Uh, at the comedy store, right? Well, yeah, they, they've been, and and it was a strange. It seemed like a strange fit. He didn't necessarily. I don't know. He, I, it, he was such an oddball character, and he would play these bizarre characters, and but it stood out. And the yes. other comedians let him do that. That's I guess that's what's odd. Usually, you think it would be is a Damon or Damien? I always forget it. Yes, Damon. whatever it is, it's his show. And the Wayne Wayne brothers. Well, Keenan Keenan Ivan Wayans. He he was the the producer. Yeah. So usually, hey, I'm glad who you're actually funny. had a relationship with Eddie Murphy. Ah, okay. So I'm th we're talking about the connections and these things happening before the projections before they even manifest. My point is that they allowed him to blossom and grow, yes. whereas other people would say, "Hey, you're too funny. Tone it down. This is my show." Yes. Yes. But so the issue was that one day he said he was going to uh, be a millionaire mm -hmm. and he wrote himself a check and he put $10 million on that check. Mm -hmm. And one day he was negotiating for a deal. I think it was one of those dumber and dumber uh, yeah. se uh, and sequels. And uh, the dollar amount that he was that he negotiated his contract for was $10 million. Hmm. $10 million. He turned it into fruition. He made, he made it come true. He made his dream come true. But it's not just Jim Carrey. We all do that. All of us do that with all of our dreams and all of our goals and all of our aspirations. It's just some people, they, they have the will to see it through. I have a very good friend. I won't name him or call him out, but uh, when he was in high school, he was a real nerd. Thick glasses, uh, people laughed at him. And he said, I'm not going to be that kick sand, in my, kick the sand in my face kind of guy anymore. Right. He started working out. He ditched the glasses. He got contacts. And by the time he went to college and after college, because he, he got a restart. Nobody knew who he was in high school. He's right. off somewhere in college. He said, I'm not going to 
carry that narrative on any longer. And he became and became very handsome and a lady killer, as they say. I right. mean, attractive women, attracted success. He's a very successful person today. But he consciously said, I don't like this script. I'm, I'm tearing it up, changing it. Calling things that are not as though they were. Yeah. And again, I keep harping on this, but Hollywood does it best. They do it better than anybody. And yeah. so you watch these programs. It's almost like even when you're watching the uh, uh, the Avengers franchise and yeah. you see people flying around in these suits and, you know, you see this big old giant hawk and they're at the end of the day, you know, they're they're you know, they're winning, yada, yada, yada. Right. And people buy into these franchises. And they, again, they begin to see themselves in these characters. And all of a sudden, they begin to think, well, hey, look, you know, I can do this. I can do that, blah, 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 blah. But the secret of, I, I got to, I'll, I'll, I'll geek for a moment here. I got to meet the grand, great Stan Lee early on when I was up oh, did in Hollywood. You? And, and in fact, I think I have somewhere a, a card from I him. did not know that. So uh, for a little short while, I got, I was like, Somebody that could say, I know Stan Lee. And um, anyway, I won't go into the details of how that all happened, but I got to know him. And the genius, as he told me, and as he told others, oh, I didn't figure this out, what, of Marvel characters, as opposed to Superman and Batman. Superman and Batman were always powerful. The Marvel characters all show, were us because basically they're weak. Uh, Peter Parker could save crime, but he couldn't right. get a date. Right. Um, but Captain America was the weakest guy right. until exactly. he took the drug. Exactly. Uh, Steve Bannon was a, a, a geeky guy until he became the Hulk. Exactly. They all had the geek. So you could see geeky kids like me who love these comics would just say, oh, so it is possible. I can turn into something I'm not. Calling things that are not as though they were. And that's the, the perfect, I mean, the perfect analogy. So when it comes to finance, a lot of people are impoverished because they see themselves living in poverty. Mm-hmm. They fantasize. They, they imagine themselves in lack, in struggling, and they become addicted to that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And it takes something that's going to knock them off knock them off track or to see somebody or, or to be in an, another relationship or, or an association with somebody to say, Hey, look, why are you doing it this way? Mm-hmm. Why do you, why did you say that? Why are you thinking like that? And it's, and they'll always come back. Well, because, because, because they'll, because. they'll rationalize why they are in the fix that they're in. Because. And then, a, but a wise man will say, Hmm, have you ever thought about doing it like this? Not you should do it like this. Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about? Imagine. Have you ever imagined doing it this way? And a wiser person, not a fool, but a wise person will say, you know what? I never thought about it like that. Yeah. And that, now that seed is planted. Well, that's what you do every week in this thing. You get people to, to think of something they never thought of before, to look at it from a different angle, and hopefully to plant the seed to change, to grow. What I want people to understand is that to everybody is projecting. Even even psychologists talk about, you know, people wearing masks, right. you know, and playing roles. So everybody's projecting. My point is, if you're going to be on this I'm, planet I'm actually anyway, a very young guy. I'm just projecting to be an older guy <laughs> with a great beard. This is all a rubber mask. <laughs> Wait a minute. You, what, so you, we're going on, what, what 40, 45 right now? <laughs> yeah. 45. I, I remember when they made 45. Man, I, I tell I you what, you don't look a day over 70. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. I haven't hit that one yet. All right, great. <laughs> but, but all, you know, all kidding aside, but again, we, we do this projecting. 
And all, all of a sudden we find ourselves, and I, I, I gave the same story, and I'll say it over and over and over again about the elephant, that baby elephant. That was a powerful story. I've used that and, so many and they, times. They'll, they, when that elephant is young, they'll, they'll put that chain around his leg. And there's no way, no, no matter how often he struggles, yeah. there's no way he's going to break that chain. Right. And so it gives up. And so it grows up now, and eventually you can take that same elephant that's now 20 times larger than than it was when it was a baby mm-hmm. or 10 times larger than it was when a baby and just put a small little rope around its leg mm-hmm. and it'll never try to escape. Mm-hmm. And we do the same thing it's with ourselves mentally. Control, right. I'll give you another one. So give me another example. I want you to comment on this. I've known people who somehow broke out of the paradigm. They won the lotto. Okay. You read about it all the time. Yeah. I'm poor. I'm going to fantasize. Maybe someday I hit the lottery, and they do. By God, they're the one in a million that does. How many of them end up broke a few months later, a few years later? A they, larger percentage end up broke. Yeah. A very large percentage. And isn't that so? They finally broke free, but they they didn't break free mentally. They still think this isn't for me. I don't deserve it. I can't control it. I I don't know what to do with it, and they blow it because they don't understand that money cannot make you rich. Well, that too, but I'm saying, aren't they still trapped in the poverty mentality? Absolutely, absolutely. they're still stuck in the poverty mentality. Yeah. And so it's like when you hear people say, well, you know, they make $100,000 a year and they wish they made one hundred and fifty dollars or $200,000 a year or even $300,000 a year. Right. The dollar amount doesn't matter if the mentality doesn't change. Right. You're just going to find yourself in the same position. You're going to have more stuff. You're going to have more liabilities, more debt, right. more, debt more headaches, you know, and you're just on a larger scale doing the same thing. I'll give you another example. I've known a couple of people, I won't call them out, uh, but who um, for one reason or another couldn't lose weight and they were okay. always overweight. You know, not just a couple of pounds, but a lot overweight. Okay. Know, hundreds of pounds overweight. And so in desperation, they go get one of these surgeries where they tie off your stomach or whatever they do. Yeah. And by God, they was lost it? the weight. Gastric bypass? Gastric bypass. Yes. That's what it is. And. So many of the couple I know, I knew two like this, uh, within a year or two, somehow put the weight back on, which would seem impossible. Your stomach has been tied off. But they they were uncomfortable with this new persona. They didn't really think it was them. Right. And the other, some psychologists would say, maybe this was the crutch. And when you took away the crutch, now I don't have any reason to say my life isn't the way I want it. I I am the way I am because I'm fat and nobody loved me or like me or whatever. Now you're not fat anymore. Uh, maybe people still don't love you or like you or whatever. Here, Then you got a deeper problem here. Uh, it's not just the fat. I'm poor. Uh, there's no way around it. And okay, so I had you a bunch of money. Well, that didn't make me instantly happy and successful right. like I thought it would. Uh, it, it takes, it, you've got to really see yourself. You've got to really believe it. And then you got to be ready for it. Here's the thing. It's it, the subconscious mind is so powerful. Oh, yeah. People, people, they recognize their conscious mind because they hear this voice in their head. Right. You know, but it's not. It, but the subconscious mind is, is calling the shots. I hear your voice in my head all the time. Now, <laughs> doing the show. I, something doesn't say, a little voice whispering in my head sounds just like you. So it's the program, Paul. I mean, <laughs> thanks for the compliment. But, but it's the programming that's yeah. going on. It's the narrative that's going on. So it doesn't matter. Like you said, you can have uh, bypass gastric bypass surgery and still put the weight back on. It's like it's like being in the winter. And setting your, your thermostat to 78 degrees 
and it's 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 50 degrees outside, but the thermostat is set to 78. You can you can act. Let's say if you decide to turn the heat up a little bit because you want it to be a little bit warmer, but the thermostat is still on, it's going to automatically bring it right back down to yeah. what 78 degrees. Yeah, right. Well, so you're saying we got a built-in thermostat that keeps us at a certain temperature all our life here, hot or cold, good or bad, up or down, rich or poor? Rich or poor, whatever it is. It's a thermostat. And so, again, once you understand the the internal, it's almost like it's almost like trying to put a bike together without the instructions. Yeah. yeah. And you see all these bikes around. And so what you're doing is you're following somebody else's example yeah, of putting the bike like together. That. I guess there's two wheels and not three. And, and again, it'll function. Yeah. But it's always breaking down. Hmm. It's it's always, you know, something is, is rubbing against something. That, um, you know, the chain is always breaking. The handlebars are always loose because you didn't fo- you're not following the, the manuals or the operating procedures based on how it should be. So once some once somebody comes to that that's a uh, a technician or somebody that they 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 love putting bikes together mm-hmm. and they look at your bike and they say wow that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. I mean it's it's functional. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. But you know the chain would go up here and around that. If you yeah. keep doing this you're going to end up hurting yourself. Oh yeah, well I've been to the emergency room three or four times, you know, because of this bike. You know the pedal the pedal fell off and you know, with the handlebars, I went right and the, the, the wheel went left. And so what I'm saying is that a, a coach, yeah, a professional can look at somebody's situation and, and say, why? If I could find a good coach. Yeah, why where, did you? Where can I find a good wealth coach? Well, you know what? There's a lot of good coaches <laughs> out there. <laughs> where can I find my Deion Sanders? I need I need some prime time in my life here. You know what? I tell you. Because I'll tell you what, before you say that, you, you do point out a powerful thing. As much as I and so many others said, I mean, Deion Sanders is a great player, but he's a big talker. And so when he came and started talking big, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, come on, Deion. It takes more than being a great player to turn around a lousy program. You know, it ain't just about uh, getting these kids motivated. you got to get some better players and some better plays, and that's going to take a while. And I still believe that in the long term, it's take it's going to take But he got a lot farther, a lot faster than I would have given him credit you for. You know why? Because, again, it's not just talk. Yeah. The talk is the marketing. The talk is the branding. But look right. at the coaches that he has around these kids. Yeah. He has great coaches around these kids. And then look at the people that he has on the sideline that's that's just adding all this enthusiasm, all this 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 energy. And again, going back to emulation, he has Hall of Fame players on the sideline. And now these kids are looking at themselves saying, wait a minute, this is a position I want to be in one yeah. day. In order for me to get there, I have to perform now in the present. So now what they're doing is they're they're performing at a level that they should have been should always be performing at, but prior to that situation didn't believe that they could they could perform on that level. Believe if that makes sense. So much. I I'm always amazed. I sometimes think, well, you, okay. So if I believed I was going to make some more money, I might make a little more money. But you're saying belief is the critical linchpin that unleashes everything if there's you a, don't believe nothing happens there's a scripture in the bible that says if thou canst believe all things are possible to him that believes so Dion is he's a man of god he's a man of faith hmm. he he believes he believes the bible 
And so, and on his first, when he won, uh, when they won that game against, um, what was the first game? Oh, a couple, some big game. I forgot. Uh, it shocked everybody. Oh they, man, the name, really the, the name of the school is. I think it'll come. It'll hit I'll me in a minute. Yeah. But at the end of that press conference, he said, "Do you believe now?" Hmm. And many of us Do said, believe? "No, that's just a fluke." And then he did it again. Did you believe? Almost did it again against USC. But, but again, he's following a principle. Yeah. If thou canst believe, all things are possible. To him that believes. As a matter of fact, without faith, it's impossible to please to please God. So you got to look at the, the situation based on well, what is God? Who who is God in this scenario? Oh boy, you're going to go deeper. We only got two minutes to go into that one here. But my my point is, everything is cause and effect. Yeah. There, there's a system. There's starts, a system that we're operating in. It really does start with belief, and too often we think belief. Ah, might help, but that's not really going to make a difference, whether I believe. In fact, uh, um, I'll give you another weird thing. So I'm, he, I don't know why I thought of this now. This is a strange analogy. Years and years ago when I was dating up in Hollywood, all these wacky actresses, and one of these actresses came to me, I dated a couple of times, and she believed in this, I think it was Namrang Hurenge Kyo or something. It was a type of um, transcendental meditation. And if you just okay. say this mantra over and over and over again, magic things happen. Okay. And she said, I said, I can't believe that. She said, you don't have to. You right. just do this over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, and, and it will manifest itself. And I just found that hard to believe. Is it that simple? Do I, do I, is, is it just I follow the practice, or do I got to really believe in what I'm saying? You can call it whatever you want to call it. But let's say if you're on your way to the uh, L.A. airport. Right. And you hop on the 405, and then all of a sudden you take the 105 freeway. <laughs> You're going to end up at the LAX, whether you believe it or not. <laughs> so it doesn't matter whether you believe it or not. Doesn't matter what you call the freeway. Yeah, <laughs> You're right. going to end up in that destination. So when you understand the psychology of it, even even in the Bible says that you know the the the, the sun rises or rains on um it, it shines on the just and the unjust. Right. So the principle works. I mean, success you attract success. So you attract it. I guess what I'm saying is, if people don't believe what you're saying today, but still try it, is it still going to work, or do they have to really buy into it and believe it? TCU, that's who they'd be. TCU, yeah. When you to the national when you when you life. when you buy in and believe it, what it does is helps your confidence level. Hmm. See, first, people are operating in fear. You got to understand that first and foremost. Most people are operating in fear. They're not operating in faith. Yeah. So when you when you when you turn off that fear, and the only way that you turn off the fear is through courage, you don't you don't repeat, or you have to replace the thought, the negative thought, with a positive thought. You got to replace the negative thought Not with a positive. Not enough just to turn off the negative. You got to put something in its place. In order to change something, you got to change it. Right. So you got to. That's right. You got to put something in its place. So uh, what what overcomes fear is not saying I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. Is being courageous. It's, it's changing it with, with courage. And so once you get to the point where you're in that point, that point as far as now you're out, you're out of, you're out of doubt mm -hmm. because it's fear, doubt, and then this disbelief. The, the courage combats the fear. The confidence combats the doubt. And the belief combats the disbelief. But again, you don't even have to articulate that. You don't even have to understand that that's a process that you're following. You just have to believe that the person told you this is how it's going to happen. And if you continue to do this, you're going to end up here. And once you start seeing those results, then you, all of a sudden, again, you begin to believe.
So in place of me believing, believe in somebody else. They, those kids, I'm not sure believed in themselves just because he said you can do it. But they believed in Deion Sanders because he is who he was. Moved to the, moved to the front of the class. <laughs> I mean, that's it. And it's just that simple. It's just that basic. And the military does it better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. I mean, in my, as far as that belief system, you take a raw recruit, a raw civilian that, that doesn't know anything about the military. Mm-hmm. And at the end of eight weeks, they're shining. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they believe in their drill instructor, mm-hmm. that drill sergeant, mm-hmm. that company commander that was leading them. And I may not them. do it, but I believe you can do it. And if I just follow you and listen to you, I'll get there. But that's what a coach does. That's what a trainer does. So do you think, I hope people are hearing this because there's an obvious light bulb. My light bulb goes on in my head. So maybe if I can't believe myself, maybe I start by believing in somebody like you and what, what you're telling. Maybe I maybe I give it a shot. Maybe you know, I, when you go to church on Sunday, yeah. uh, what that what that person in the pulpit, Matt, your pastor, your, 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 your minister, priest, your whoever rabbi, you call, yeah. whoever, what they're doing is they're giving you hope. Yeah. They're giving you hope. And that hope is getting rid of that despair that's inside of you. It's replacing that despair. Amen. So now that you have the hope, now you're open to start to make the change, to to, to do the manifestation. And remove the block that may be keeping you from getting what you want. So we can say, like you said, minister, preacher, rabbi. I just tend to use the word, the term coach. Because... I don't care who you are. The the the, the 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 Chicago Bulls would never been the Chicago Bulls without Phil Jackson. Michael Jordan said that all the time. As great a player as he was, I needed I needed a, a coach. I couldn't have gotten there by myself, much less a team. Maybe I can push myself, but I needed everybody to play. I can't be in every position everywhere. And the L.A. Lakers would have not would they would not have three peated without an excellent and outstanding coach. Clearly. And Shaq said it himself, I had to buy into it. And Phil Jackson went to, went to Shaq and said, hey, look, if you just buy into this, mm-hmm. you're going to be MVP of the league and MVP of the what? Of the NBA Finals. Yeah. And he said, okay, he believed Phil Jackson. He did exactly what Phil Jackson told him to do. And guess what happened? He became MVP of the league and MVP of the finals. Yeah. It's great. Uh, uh, We've all seen great teams. We've all seen great collections of players. I could give you a dozen over the last few years. And people said, that's the dream team. Basketball, football, baseball. Doesn't happen. Because they don't play together. They don't don't have a common purpose. Everybody's out for themselves. Whatever the answer is, doesn't work. Doesn't mesh. Somebody's got to put it together. Somebody's got to lead them and show them how to do it. Like a, like a drill sergeant, like a company commander leading you up the hill here. There exactly. Is, there's a purpose and a place for a coach. We all need one. We can't always find one, and we don't always believe them. I think that's the problem. We don't believe in any authority, so we don't believe anybody. I'm not sure. What do you know? What do you know? What do you know? I don't know that I believe or trust anybody. Well, people believe in our results. Yeah. And see, the th- here's the thing, though. That's the scary part because the, most people, they have to see it to believe it. Yeah, right. But your real pioneers, they have faith first. They believe first and then it manifests. Isn't that the problem why so few Americans <laughs> call themselves people of faith anymore? They don't believe in anything. It's but again, Paul, the that's belief. the difference between 5% of the population and 95% of the population. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, which side do you want to be on? 
that's the choice. <laughs> and that's the decision that people have to make every single day. Yeah. You want to be a part of the 5% or you want to be a part of that 95%? And the, and the radical thing you're saying to me, if I'm hearing it right, is it starts with that choice. I have to decide and say, I didn't choice. I was born like this. I was born here. I was born with limited uh, options, family. I had all these. Come on. I got all these obstacles in my way. here. That's their belief. Yeah. That's the belief that they're fighting against. Right. That has to be changed. And again, I'm not I'm not saying this out of something that's happening, you know, that I read in a textbook. I live this, Paul. I live it. Yeah. You 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 certainly rose and made yourself something more than others in your neighborhood. So let's let's do this. If 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 you like this show, if you like what you heard today, how could you not reach reach out to us? Just pick up your phone and text Tyrone French to three six two six zero, or just you know if you want to go online. Just uh, go to TyroneFrench.coach, you know, or coach at TyroneFrench.com. You, we got a uh, we got a, a, a reply line where you can leave a, a, a message what? 24 hours a day, seven 24 days a week. 24 hours a day, I can come and say, you're full of baloney here. Just call 877-296-5192. I'm going to give you the number again, 877-296-5192. Leave a suggestion. Leave a comment. If you like the show, say you like the show. If you didn't like the show, you know, let us know what we need to change. What some of the things that, that you think and that tell we us should if you do. believe. Tell and tell us if you believe. Tell us if you believe. I believe we're out of time. <laughs> but I believe this is exactly the message people need to hear at the right time in the right place because we have lost belief. I believe we have lost hope. I believe that. And that's my general feeling. That's what I believe. And I think it's all time for us to find some faith in somebody, something. And maybe it starts with ourselves. It's time for us to start calling things that are not as though they were. Okay. There you go. All right. Um, I don't even know what to say. I'm going to call it as if it was. This is the end of the show, even though it's really not. <laughs> they can continue to contact you. Thank Great. you so much. Thanks, Paul. All right. That's our show for this week. Closing the Wealth Gap. The one show, the only show that shows you how to take control of your financial future. Right here in Orange County's only community radio station, OCTalkRadio.net.